Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana, and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist Podcast. And again, Voices of Dentistry 2023 here in Scottsdale. And we are with Dental Intelligence, Katie and Steve. But before we jump into that, um, Dr. House, take it away. Oh, well, it's January and we're here at the Voices of Dentistry. And I don't know if you all remember, but every January I have a goal setting meeting that takes about eight hours. And my team and I go through all the data from last year. We set goals for next year. And we come up with um, a plan together. We set our calendar. Uh, there are several episodes on that that we talked about. But what I'm wanting to ask you all is I spend at least a day gathering all this data on how many new patients did we see? How many profies did we do? How many hours of hygiene was there versus how many hours of hygiene was available? And it sounds like maybe you have an easier way for me to do this rather than running reports. <laughs> yeah, I think you could do that in five minutes. <laughs> Tell me about this. <laughs> Steve's the pitcher guy. I'm, 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 I'm going to let him take, him take it away. <laughs> well, I'm, like just, to, I'm here a pretty face. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but I'd like you to back up and tell yeah. us a little bit about your company. And you talked about three metrics that you're getting from like the ADA. Mm-hmm. So um, dental intelligence is a software solution. I think most people know us for our analytics. So that's when Katie says like, hey, if you could do that in five minutes, we sync with Dendrix, EagleSoft, Open Dental, the big ones, and we pull all the data out of there and then present it in a way that makes it so that you can act on it in an easy fashion and understand what's going on in the business. So everything from, you know, what's going on with my collections and productions trends, what's going on with my patient volume, am I seeing more patients or fewer patients, and then all the way down into like provider level metrics, diagnostic percentage, case acceptance, that type of stuff. Um, okay, so you had a question. You said, let's go back and let's talk about the software like overall, um, and then some metrics that, that we're looking at. So some of the things um, that we're looking at as a company that I think people would find fascinating to start the year, right? I think a lot of people coming into 2023, as you're doing goal setting, you're thinking, okay, is this recession going to affect me? Do I need to adjust the way that I'm behaving? Are my team members going to stay? Because a lot of people have been, you know, switching jobs and changing seats. And uh, there are some really exciting things that we're seeing in dentistry that are keeping things strong. And then there are also some things that are a little concerning that we'll keep our eyes on. So do you want me to highlight a few of those, Allison? Yeah, please. Okay, cool. So uh, some things I'll start with, like the, the concerning trend, and then let's like end with a positive. Um, <laughs> the concerning trends, uh, Marco Budicic over at the ADA does some surveying on doctor sentiment. Like what, how are doctors feeling about things? Are they confident about the economy? And are they confident about um, their dental practice themselves? And from January to December, their confidence has waned. So when, they, when he asked them, hey, are you confident the economy is going to do well in the U.S.? 
uh, there's been increasing skepticism throughout the year, which I don't think is like super surprising. And then the same thing with dental practices. The, the positive thing, though, about their confidence is that they're more confident in their dental practice succeeding than they are in the economy. So they, they feel like they're going to weather the storm pretty well. So that's a, a good positive. And then one of the other positive things, well, I'll share one more negative and then a positive. A negative, uh, I, I just this last week pulled trends on cancellations and no-shows for the whole industry. So we've got uh, just under 10,000 practices worth of data. And we're actually at a three-year high in cancellations and no-shows. And, and I think practices have been feeling some of that pressure, uh, some difficulty kind of managing the Swiss cheese schedule, so to speak, right? Like just filling all those holes. Um, but the positive thing is that we're actually at a three-year high on visit completion. So when I look at hygiene schedules, despite the cancellations, practices are still being successful in actually getting their hygiene schedules full. Um, and we're actually at a three-year volume high. So we're seeing more patients than we've seen in the last three years in our hygiene chairs, which is awesome. It means that we're, we're still hitting production goals like we would want to see, but it's, it is a little more work to hit than um, we maybe would have had to do a couple years ago. And you're, so you're seeing this over almost 10,000 practices. Yes. So that's a lot of data. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, so um, what, what do you do about the cancellation? Are, how, how are you finding that data? Because that's not easy for me to mine out of, out of my practice. Yeah, so the, the way that I'm looking at it for the industry as a whole, and this is, I don't want to get too technical, measuring cancellations and no-shows can be really tricky in the practice management software. People will just like move an appointment and will just like magically disappear. Yeah. And so from a data perspective, that's difficult. So the way that I'm doing it on a global level is essentially I'm just looking and saying, hey, I'm taking a snapshot every single day. How many appointments were scheduled to be completed on that day in hygiene? And then I'm looking at the end of the day, how many were actually completed where we walked out a patient. And then when I'm measuring cancellations and no-shows, I'm just looking at the variance, right? So then I can see, oh, okay, that's how it's happening. Now, on a, on a small business or on, on an on a individual practice level, our, our analytics tool will just, uh, it has a number in there, no-shows and cancellations. And, and depending on what uh, practice management solution you use, we give you guidance on how to appropriately break that appointment. And as long as you or your team is doing it in, in that manner, uh, it's it's relatively easy for mm -hmm. our practice, uh, our, our solution to be able to track, did they cancel in less than 24 hours or uh, or more. Or more. So, yeah, and that's typically yeah. the biggest culprit. It's a pretty easy fix. It's just going in and like Dentrix Eaglesoft, like instead of just like moving the appointment time, like right. actually click on, yes, yeah. cancel this appointment, and now let's go move it to a new slot. Yeah, it, it's not, it doesn't require uh, you to add a, a cancellation code or anything. Sometimes that's pretty a common practice for some mm -hmm. for some for some practices. But now, Allison, I want to hear more about your. Well, maybe you want to go somewhere else. I want to hear more about your goal setting and dive that's into that. So too interesting. A more. Yeah, um, I know we're not. I know you guys are the interviewers, but <laughs> <laughs> so um, every January we set uh, a day from seven to two. And we come to outside of the, the office. So it's usually at my house. Sometimes it's been at a team member's house. I have a pretty steady group of people. Some people have been with me since 2004. So these, these are my people. And we go through and we start out with just personal goals. You know, I want to know what personally they need. Um, what do they need professionally? Where do they want to grow? And I ask about financial too. You know, what are their financial goals? There was um, maybe about 10 years ago, you know, people started saying, well, I'm starting to think about retirement. Oh, then we need to set up a 401k because if you want to do this, then we need to do this. And so that, that just gives me the ability to do some feedback with them. And, I, of course, I set my goals, too. Yeah. And then we try and achieve their professional goals and their financial goals. Then we start looking at the practice. You know, what did we do last year? And it can't just be, well, you know, we only saw this many patients. It has to be some wins. 
So we go through all the wins and then all the places where, hey, where could we do better? And then we strategize on how, how can we do better? But um, it's brute force for me to, to pull this data. <laughs> and I've been doing it for 15 years. So I'm sure that, yeah, there's better ways to pull these metrics. How many new patients? Where are we getting our new patients? Um, you know, what is the hygiene looking like? Are people accepting treatment? And if not, do we need to take a course on how to talk to patients? Mm -hmm. And then we set goals, you know, what procedures, where's the industry going? What's important for next year? And what's our, what's our daily goal? And how do we, how do we want to connect with people? So by the end, and then we do a calendar, you know, we're going to work how many days this year? And my team and I, they're all on salary. So we work this many days and we're going to take four weeks off every year. One of them is for me to go continuing education. They need to go to continuing education. So we kind of set up our year. But yeah, I just feel like I spend a lot of time on this. And, and it is important that I spend this time and delve into the numbers. But once a year is probably not appropriate. It would be better if I did this more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but one thing I love that you said about that is that you're taking the, I mean, there's a lot of dental practices that, out there that are being run. They don't take the time out to do that, right? And they also, something you have, you set actionable goals that are being measured. And that's something that we like love. It's our bread and butter mm -hmm. that we love to do at Dental Intelligence is, is use data, not to just to be our babysitter and tell us what to do, but to make it so that as we continue to check in daily, weekly, yearly, or monthly, right, is, is to say, okay, this was my daily goal, and if I do this every day and I hit it, I don't need to think about what it's going to be in a year because I know that the end result will be what I want it to be. I just am going to take it one tiny little chunk at a time, and it's, and it's a little bit easier to swallow. And I love that you choose something in every category, right? And that, and that's what we advise our practices to do all the time is to sometimes when they get an analytic solution like ours or an engagement software in your practice and you get, finally get that into your practice, it is completely overwhelming. It's overwhelming for you. It's overwhelming for your staff oftentimes to just, there's just, it's just a lot that you could change really quickly and to just choose one thing, one tiny little measure and just focus on that. And then once that's good, do the next one and the next one and the next one. Well, it's chaos if yeah. you try and change too many things. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also, a lot of times people think, oh, we'll just need, we just need more new patients. Well, if you're not keeping those new patients and they're not accepting treatment, then it doesn't matter how many new patients you have. So yeah. you have to, there's lots of little pieces to we look at. We have a really great graph in our, in our analytic solution. It's, a new, it's actually under our new patient metric, but it shows uh, new patient growth. Uh, how many, how many, your retention of keeping patients longer than 18 months, it shows how many patients were inactivated and how many you've lost. And it, it, it's one of like my favorite graphs mm -hmm. to show to a practice because they see that and it's just, it's either, okay, my back door is open or it's closed and it's obvious. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Do you guys, with all the data that you get, you guys like understand now what almost like the predictors of success for yeah. practices, okay? It, it, like, so Tell us. <laughs> but do you bake that into your software where all of a sudden there is like, hey, here's an alert coming up that, that things are in decline? Like meaning, is, is yeah. DI set, okay, so yeah. it's set up to really bring actionable insights yeah. on the data. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when you, when you look at any screen, you'll always see at the very top of every one of these, like we call them little like a, a metric card. And on the top, it will always have a little like green arrow that's like, hey, things are going up. Or we'll have a little like red arrow pointing down like, hey, this one is declining and you need to just check in on it. 
right? And, and sometimes, you know, data can be tricky. Like sometimes a down arrow isn't necessarily always bad. Like maybe I'm dropping some of my PPO relationships. And so I know that I'm just seeing a few, a few more, pay, a few less patients than I was now. Like I'm gonna have a little hit, but it will go up in the long run. Or but, if you're, you know, deciding to add more ortho patients, right? And your AR, you know, 90 day out is going, going to go down mm -hmm. because they pay after, right? But you're exactly right. Like that, that's the idea is that when you log in, it'd be great to be able to see. And so this is what we're trying to do, right? It, it's just nice to be able to see like, okay, like where do my eyes go? Where are the things that are good? Where are the things that are declining? And then let's put our attention there. Um, one of the things you mentioned I wanted to share, uh, you mentioned that um, you need to have like a very specific focus for your team. And as you, as you were sharing that, I thought um, there's uh, two common quotes that I share. One is when performance is measured, performance improves. Uh, and it's something that I believe wholeheartedly. There was a study done back in, I think it was 2016, 2017, where they had people measure their weight every single day for a month. And they isolated a group. So they asked a group, they asked everyone, are you at your ideal weight or not? And then they targeted the group that said they weren't at their ideal weight. And they said, well, just measure yourself for a month um, every single day. And then at the end of the month, they asked them, are they closer to their ideal weight or farther away from their ideal weight after having measured their weight every single day for a full month? And it was interesting because at the end of the month, the majority of people said they are closer. Now, they're not like necessarily at their ideal weight, but they are closer to their ideal weight just by measuring that every day. So this, our brains are so interesting when we, you know, I, I often say where energy goes, uh, action flows or something like that, right? Like this idea that when we cre create this like conscious mindset about something, then we naturally would start to take action and do things a little differently. So with um, dental teams, that happens all the time. So you asked a question like, hey, are there some indicators that really show us that practice is going to be successful? And we're talking about new patients. One of those things that is a huge indicator of a practice's success is whether or not patients are saying yes to come back consistently into hygiene, right? So uh, we call that hygiene reappointment. And it's just of all the patients that came into hygiene today, what percentage of them are scheduled to come back for their next hygiene visit? And if you're a great practice, you're getting 90%. Um, a lot of people have blind spots where they think they're 90, but they're actually more like 70%. Um, but that, that alone is a huge indicator of long-term financial stability within a general dental practice. And so there's some of those things for sure that we will highlight or will bring more attention or spend more time talking about with clients. Just so they're aware, like, yes, I'm keeping patients. And if you're keeping patients, that's great. And then we can start focusing on some of those like work smarter, not harder metrics, like a production per visit and uh, really hone in on those things. And maybe even get to a point where it's like, oh, I, I don't need to see. I just was with a group of uh, doctors yesterday doing a lecture out in New York. And one of the, the a doctor, a husband and wife owned a practice together. And they were like, honestly, like, we don't want to work. I asked everyone's goals. And they're like, we don't want to work more days. In fact, we're, you know, he's working three, she's working two. They're open five days a week and they're just splitting time, taking care of kids. And uh, both of them expressed that they would rather be open four days. They want to figure out a way to like still make the same, keeps earnings consistent, but then work fewer days. And that's where you can actually, it's counterintuitive, but you could see fewer patients. And if you start tinkering with your schedule, you know, create like a, a production per day goal that's going to get you there. And you just tell your team like, hey, like we want to free up our lifestyles for everyone and have this experience where we're all going to still win the same. Like everyone's going to make the same salaries aren't going to go down. And, and we think we can do that if we can be a little more creative with the way that we schedule um, and the way that we manage our patients in the practice. And so we talked through some strategy with this couple on how they can focus on decreasing their schedule time in 2023 and still be able to keep earnings the same, which is such a fun idea, right, I think, for them. So there's a lot of uh, ways you can go with, with the data. You could also decide, hey, I want to be like a Medicaid, like 
high volume practice and that's your financial model. Everyone's different. Some yeah. people like like the busyness of work and maybe that's your jam. Um, but but certainly we try to highlight the things that are going to be most impactful for the business. Can I point out one thing? And mm-hmm. um, you had mentioned what do we how do you how do they know how to act on the the metrics? Um, in our we have an analytics module and an engagement module in within um, the dental intelligence umbrella. One of it is what we've really talked about here is our analytics, and then we have engagements, text forms, the automation piece of it. But both of them, um, the first button that you see is profitability formula, and when you click on that, it's yeah, it's visits time production per uh, sorry visits time production per visit times collections minus overhead equals profits. And this is this is something that we've really um, there, you know, we have little levers that we can move to create profits. And um, within that, when you click on that, y- you'll see your goals, where you are. And then below that, it will give you insight into how you can change that if you want to and how other people have done it as well. Um, so it, it's really great to just start. Because um, you're, if you're first getting into analytics and trying to figure that out, um, it's helpful to know how other people and your peers have 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 changed those metrics. So I'm curious, what is a bigger challenge for dental intelligence? It is is it on the front end educating dentists as to why this is important or is it after they've signed up getting them to actually really utilize it the best way? Like is it more educationally, hey, this is why this is super important or this is why you need to keep using it and use it more intelligently? That's such a good question. I think I, I always describe to doctors, I think everyone has the same experience with a lot of different software solutions. Like you, you come out of the gates really hot, so you buy something and those first like two or three months are kind of like the honeymoon phase. And you're like, okay, I love this, this is great. And then at some point you're gonna hit a wall and be like, okay, like I, I figured one thing out. So let's say, you know, you heard me present or our team talked to you about that hygiene reappointment number. You focused on that for three months with your hygiene team, they got better and now you're at like 91%. And as a, as a practice owner, you get to a point where like, okay, like now, now what? Right. And where do I go next? So you made the comment, you make an annual goal. Like, let's say if your annual goal was to improve hygiene reappointment up to 90 percent and you hit that in the first two months, so you're like, OK, like now my team's bored. They need something like p- part of our desire, I think, as humans is to always feel like we're growing and improving ourselves. And one of the benefits to having an analytic solution is that for most roles in a dental practice, they're in the industry, their um, their ability to explain whether they're successful or not is pretty subjective, right? Like you ask a hygienist, like, hey, what makes you an actually like good hygienist? They're going to say things like, well, like my patients love me. I make sure all the calculus is gone. Like I'm really good at cleaning. I don't hurt my patients' gums, like whatever, right? Like they don't have a whole lot of measurement to say things like, you know, um, my patient retention is in the top 10% in the industry. Like my patients come and continue to see me. And for me, that's an indicator that I'm a really exceptional hygienist, not only to provide great care, but I've got a great patient relationship. Uh, When I diagnose perio, uh, they say yes. And my perio diagnosis is right in line with where the ADA suggests that periodontal disease. There are things like that that hygienists could start really elevating the way that they communicate their success and their value. To a dental practice share that my, we could provide. My yeah, reason why I loved uh, why why I work here at Dental Intelligence. I'm a hygienist of of uh, 18 years. I can't remember. I really can't. It's been long enough. But um, when I first started using Dental Intelligence in my practice, there's a there was a, a metric called Teen Case Acceptance Percentage, and every time I worked with my brother, who's the dentist, my case acceptance percentage was really high because we were on the same level. I would prep the patient 
and they would know like I, every time you know it looks like you might have you know, a crown that might need to be done here dr campbell to when it when a tooth looks like this dr campbell typically does a crown and all he has to do is come in and say yeah you need a crown and then two people have said i need it so i'm gonna get that crown right um we have associates in our practice and we had hired an associate that i just wasn't jiving with and I looked at my case acceptance percentage. So my case acceptance percentage with my brother was 80%, which is exceptionally high. And with him, it was 40. That's, that's, that's crazy. That is how powerful the communication between your de- your dentist, you as the dentist and the hygienist can be. And just you have alignment. To be the same, yep. Alignment. And um, I, that really, like, I had to have a, like a, a good conversation with him and say, like, I don't trust your diagnosis. And this is why. And, and I had to understand, and that wasn't, I, I didn't, he shouldn't have to justify that to me, but like, I've been in this industry long enough to know, like my brother's super conservative and you're going, I mean, if you want to do class twos all day, that's on you. But like, that's, I'm used to a conservative dentist. My dad was one, my brother's one. And so I need to know your logic of why you want to practice this way. And, and once we got on the same page, it was easy for me to, not as soon as he leaves the room, say, you know what? Uh, that could probably wait until your six-month appointment. And that's what they'll do. Because I have a better relationship with them than he does. So we call this systems in my yeah. practice. And we have a meeting every other week for two hours where we go through systems. And part of it is we put something up on the, the screen and say, okay, so this is why I think this needs a crown. This is what I see. But it's not just with my assistant. It's not just my hygienist. Don't my assistant that. needs to know why because I want her to take a picture of this and I want my biller to know why <laughs> and what the notes need to... So that everybody's speaking the same language. That's so powerful. And it is. It is because then the patient understands. You know, if you have a cracked tooth, I have a video. Every time somebody has a cracked tooth, they watch the video because cracked teeth are unpredictable. <laughs> you might need a root canal. I don't know. <laughs> but I, that's just systemization. And you should do that in your practice. And the data helps you see that. You know, if you're not doing an industry standard in perio, well, why? Yeah. Are you you not agreeing on what perio is? We can also see, you know, at what point in the case acceptance process is a patient dropping off? Is it because they don't trust the message that they're getting? Is it they are not getting scheduled that same day because of finances? Or are they just not, they leave leave and they're not even getting followed followed up on and you have to have that data that unfortunately doesn't live in your practice management solution to make those decisions. So you can say, my case acceptance is low, but it's because I'm not offering third-party financing or I don't have good communication with my hygienist or we don't have a really good way to follow up with people that don't reschedule, right? There's a lot of reasons why case acceptance is low. So there's a dentist, they're super excited about exploring this more. What is their next step? Yeah. Do you want me to do it? Oh, look, he's just giving me, he's, I feel like I've graduated, guys. <laughs> um, we have the ability to, uh, for people that listen to our, 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 we have a podcast as well called Growth and Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. It's available on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, all the places. You can go to our website at uh, dentalintelligence.com. But for those people that want to get a demo of our software and get $50 off, uh, I'll give uh uh, our promo that we do on our podcast for for your listeners i would love to do that for you it's get.dentalintel.net forward slash podcast 
and I'll make sure to um, send that to you so you can have that on your show notes as well. Yeah. I love it. And it's true. Anything that you pay attention to, it changes. Mm -hmm. So thank you all. I appreciate your time today. Thank you for having us. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic.